Hello, this is Nicholas Brown, and welcome back to another episode of the Second Sticks Podcast. Today, my guest is Will Hand. Will Hand is a first assistant camera, but got his career started as an electrician. Enjoy. All right, Will Hand, thank you so much for being with me on the Second Sticks Podcast. How are you this morning? I'm good, Nick Brown. Thanks for having me. <laughs> thank you. So what is it that you do in the film industry? I am a camera assistant, a first AC, a focus puller. Many people have different names for it. I basically build, move, and keep a camera operating during the day and change the focus during the shot. And uh, I don't know, just make sure I don't fuck up. It's <laughs> a good goal to achieve, to strive for. Uh, so what, what got you interested in working in film? Um, I mean, I've always enjoyed good stories and storytelling and seeing films, but I never thought that that's where I would end up. But um, I worked for a TV station and was a news photographer and carried a camera around with a reporter and did stories. And I did that for like two years or whatever. And it just, I got burnt out on it pretty quickly. Yeah. It was a grind. That, <laughs> I don't know, man. I just, it didn't, it didn't suit me and I but I enjoyed the camera aspect of it and right. and getting to shoot stuff every day and kind of tell stories visually and then uh I'd gone to Trident Tech and taken some film programs there and or film classes there I guess and uh when I got burned out on the news I went and worked in a bar and went back to school <laughs> and, and kind of found my way into the film world nice so so just Quick question about working as a news uh, camera operator. Did they did they ever send you out like just by yourself? Like were you a journalist yes. slash? Uh, yes. Okay, it was so not you, a, you had to go out and shoot. Yeah, sometimes stuff. you're just up in Georgetown at some wreck with a microphone and a camera on your shoulder and you're like, hey, what did you see? Interviewing oh, people. that car hit something? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could tell. It looks pretty bad. I imagine that gets pretty tiring. Um, it was, well, that wasn't, I don't know. It's just this. The stupid shit you see, I guess. That you know, like uh, I don't know. Um, I knew the point I wanted to get out of the film biz- or out of the the news business, the news business, and into some other business. <laughs> yeah, I knew the moment I wanted to get out of the news business was when I was in this hot apartment and this people's child had been shot, and like I'm there with a camera and a reporter ask, like recording the reporter asking them these stupid questions about their child who'd been shot. Yeah, like by accident, it was like a drive-by or some shit over in North Charleston. And it was like, this was in like, I don't know, 2000, 2001. I don't know. It was a long time ago. Damn. So it's depressing, obviously. So there's times where you're like, I got to... I'm here shoving a camera in these people's face. And, and they're the last thing they need right now. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The last thing I need. I don't <laughs> want to be here. This is not, I don't need to be, this is their, I don't know. It was, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if we can talk about all, I don't know. Well, like, no, yeah, it's I not, guess. we don't yeah. have to talk about it anymore. So, so, uh, so you got out of, you got, you went back to school and went back to school and studied some film classes. And then what was your opportunity? When did you, when did you get into like you know narrative film or or you know that? Well, the first yeah, John, John Reynolds, who we were discussing talking about before we <laughs> before we started recording, um, actually got me into the film business. Um, he was, I'd worked on some commercials back then. They would hire Trident Tech students and they would shoot commercials on film, and I'd worked as a loader for some of those commercials, and because they would. And they would have like a professional camera assistants 
come in and then they would hire like loaders and grips and, or, you know, they would, they would hire the keys locally. Right, right, right. And then bring in like, and uh, then, you know, yeah, they'd, they'd hire bring students in the students to come, to the come do like the, the yeah. stuff and yeah, to teach them as well. And right, like, right, right. so anyway, it's kind of how you met people. So I was a student at Trident Tech, right? And we would do local commercials, and I was working as a loader. And John was a gaffer on a lot of these commercials, and he had seen me working, and we'd, but he had seen me working, and then things got kind of slow in Charleston, and he was like, hey, you know. I found out I was having a daughter, and he was like, hey, if you need to make money, um, come come work with me as an electrician, and I will, you know. Make sure you, know, you have a job. Yeah, I'll yeah. help you get a job, and blah, blah, blah. And things, one thing led to another, and, like, he got me in the union, and got me, he got me, a, I worked, The Notebook was the first feature film I ever did. Oh, as an electrician? As an elect, I worked oh, as nice. a rigging electrician, and it was not a bad gig. I've had I've worn a couple of hats in the film business. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I started out my first big job was a rigging electrician, and uh, that was fun. It was me and him driving around laying down cable, <clears throat> and uh, I wasn't really even on set very much. But right, like, right. Um, but yeah, so that's how I started, and then I worked my way from being a rigging electrician to being an on-set electrician, and then from being an on-set electrician, I got back into the camera world. And yeah, I don't know. Was it what job was it when you got back into camera? Was were you on Army? Did you yeah, like, Army Wise? Army Wise? A, yeah, Army Wise was a big transition for me. That's where I started really. Like I'd done camera work long before that, but I hadn't been doing union camera work or right. gotten. And I had been in the union. I'd gotten into the union on a show that had gotten turned. Um, and what, what was the name? I, I remember we we talked about this four uh, years ago. Yeah. What was this? What was it? Uh, Palmetto Point. Palmetto Point. <laughs> it's a bright. <laughs> Bright shining star in several people's uh, history. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you were you still an electrician on that, or did you transition to camera on Palmetto Point? No, I worked as a camera operator on Palmetto Point. Oh, you were an operator on that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, funny enough, Dan Jones told them, "Hey, call this guy." And <laughs> I came in and worked on a B camera, and it was myself and Alan and Jolt. Alan Newcomb Newcomb and Jolt. That was our. We were that. We were the B camera on that show. So then, a lot of fun. Palmetto Point. You you left and left, and and then Army, and then did some other features as electrician. It had been like that show turned. Got into the union. So then you kind of hopped back and forth as. And then yeah, and then I just kind of worked as an electrician for a while. Was working on different movies as an electrician because I wasn't known as a camera assistant. Right. uh, Lloyd A. Hearn on Army Wives. Lloyd A. Hearn gave me a big chance and was like, "Here, Will, here's your here's your chance. Come back, you know, come work on my camera department or whatever." Was it the first season? No, it's second season. Okay, so you came in on the second <clears throat> season of that. On the first season, I worked as an electrician. And oh, really? Seen, yeah, I was an electrician on the first season. And okay. He'd seen my work as an electrician and was like, "Okay, if you think you can do it, I'll give you a shot." And so, so did you apply? For, mm-hmm. se- for season two, did you apply to work in camera? No, or did they, some things they... had happened. I think schedule change and some people weren't coming back. And so it was like basically some, some positions had opened, opened up, up. And they needed somebody. And, and they you... needed somebody. And they wanted somebody local. And I'm sure Dan Jones had a, a hand in it. A hand in it. <laughs> Mr. Jones. Thank you. Um, and then I worked with him and Tim Risch and... Uh, Patrick Borowiak, but it was also Dan Jones had been the A camera second the year before. 
So he bumped up to was he the B camera first on the second season? Yes. Yeah. So he bumped the, up to first. He that, bumped to that first. Season. But like the first two episodes or something, I think I want to say Patrick Boroviak was there and like Dan and Patrick were working together or something because Alan was on another movie. I, I can't remember. It was been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> it's been yeah. some years. It's so. been some years. <laughs> I don't I don't remember the specifics. So then, that, so then the rest of it's history. You, the rest you, of it's all history. You became a, a camera assistant. I became and, uh, a camera assistant. And who you are. And here I am today. <laughs> so you consider assistant. you consider what do you consider your break-in moment? Do you think it was uh, the commercials with John Reynolds, or do you think it was once you solidified yourself as like a, a camera assistant, that's when you really kind of took off? And were you like, basically my question, were you supporting yourself via film only before Army Wives? Or Yeah, yeah. I, well, no. Well, at one point I was... Uh, I was an employee of High Output at two. Really? One point. Yes. I did not know that. Yeah, a long time ago, when High Output had like maybe a three ton, one trailer and like a three ton worth of gear, maybe a five ton. Yeah. It was not. It was not, not a big, big operation. Now, right? Yeah, no, it was very small. And uh, Marty has diversified and grown that company. Quite <laughs> a bit. There's your plug. And. Uh, so you so you worked at high output and then and then I worked um, at high output and was uh, supplementing between like high output and commercial gigs and then a feature would pop up here and there and then um I I don't remember exactly what year I left high output it might have been the mid aughts I don't know right um sometime around then though you feel like sometime you around then I feel like I just went solidified into solidified yourself yeah. and and but I was working as an electrician and. Uh, did that for a while, and uh, I don't know, man. One thing just leads to another. Yeah, right, right, right. Like when it starts, you don't really realize it's starting. Yeah, you know, because suddenly like, you look back and you're like, "Holy shit! Yeah, I've been doing I, this for four years now." Yeah. And like I remember when we first when we found you. <laughs> I remember when Susan Walters found you. She did. Susan Walter found you. She did. At a, I'll at never a, forget that day at a <laughs> little airport in Charleston, South Carolina. <laughs> Susan Walter told me she was like. Um, we met this guy today. He's he showed us around. He was super nice because I think she was on the scout or whatever. Yeah, it was a scout. I remember. Yeah. I told that actually the first episode of this podcast. I told the story about how a group of people came to oh, the airport. Funny. Yeah, and I handed I handed my I introduced myself to Susan and some people, and then yeah, it, it just happened to be that right before they were leaving, I handed my business card because I had business <laughs> cards. <laughs> my <Awesome>. business card <laughs> to uh, to Barbara D'Alessandro. Nice. Good, good call. And Smart move. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. Look at you now. It's just funny. Like, it's the same piece of advice that Cooley says, too. It's like he just walked into a production office and said, I'll do anything. I just want to yeah. work, you know? Yeah. And it's kind of what I did is like, take your chance, hand out your business card, yeah, even though it's a, know. even though your business card has got lies written all over it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what she told me, too, shortly was like, uh, I don't know. She, before they, we went and shot that day, she was like, so we've got him hired as a PA, but I know you're going to steal him away from me. <laughs> <laughs> and sure enough. Here we are. Here we are. We stole you away from him. I'm happy. So, I mean, I would have been happy then. No, too. you would have been happy I mean? there, you know but I mean? like, yeah. But she was like, she said that to me. She was like, she she knew. She was like, you guys are going to steal Nick away because I guess just from meeting you at the airport or whatever. But it was kind of funny. I'm just happy that it all worked out the way it did. I am too, man. You're a good guy. <laughs> you're a good dude, and I'm glad you're. I'm glad you're doing. It. And this is. Thanks, man. I, I'm. This is a neat 
a good branch out for you too, I think. I'm enjoying this too. Good, yes. good. So so what do you think uh for you personally? You know, you studied some film stuff. What do you think was your original long term goal? Did you because you you started Oh when I was in film school and Yeah, all what that? did you want to do? Oh, I was of course I was like, Oh, I'm gonna be a DP. I'm gonna do this, <laughs> I'm gonna do that, I'm gonna I'll have shot a movie by thirty five or some yeah, craziness. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like you're you you picture all these scenarios in our heads and I was like and then reality sets in and you're like, I'm making a paycheck. Yeah. I've got insurance. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> So do you still see yourself, I mean, someday uh, in the future being a DP? Or, I mean, or? I'm not planning for that. I mean, I'm, you know, let's just say I don't have designs on that at the moment. Right. But right. like, you know, who knows? Your interests change. Things happen. You never know what opportunities come up. Yeah, I mean, you were how old when you when you went, were going to college? I was in my mid-20s. Yeah, I feel like later the, 20s. Your goals change. Even from your 20s oh, yeah, yeah. to your 30s, your goals change. Oh, yeah, because like, like, out of high entirely. school, I joined the Navy and was Right. Around, I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah, you were in the Navy. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I just think it's it's interesting oh, yeah. how from things change, maturity to, level and all that kind of stuff. It's like... From 18 to 45, how <laughs> old I am right now, it's, uh, you know, think your perspective changes yeah, as time life, gets... Especially now that you have, you know, you get, you've, yeah, you're having a kid. And you, have, you have children, you have a family, you, you know, you have roots, you definitely... What becomes important and what your outlook is, it definitely... And what your goals are, you're like, hmm, maybe this is more important right now than this. And right, like, which is... So I'm going to focus in this direction. And that's what I'm, I guess that's what's kind of interesting about this business is you can kind of change your direction but still maintain right you're still going in a straight line but you're kind of weaving around well, it's not really a straight line but you're, well, you're you heading in mean. a trajectory you're heading <laughs> yeah, forward you, you're, you know so so your goal know. you know your goal was to be a dp what do you think your 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 goal is now just financial stability and and i mean yeah and just continuing to work continuing to do you work. want to be an operator eventually I mean, yeah or? eventually i'd like to i don't know it's uh you know i just want to you know yeah I want to move up, but it's like I want to take my time and right, right, right. I feel like when I get proficient at something, then it's time know, to move up. Not pro- yeah, or just kind of like start looking in that direction. And you know, I think I still think I have more to learn as a first AC and more to more projects to work on. And right, you know what I mean. And so it's like a, it's always you're always learning. I mean, that's no matter thing. what position. Yeah, no you matter what, what position. And if you stop learning, then it's time to look for a different position or a different right, track. Right, right. Or well, I think another thing too with our business is the technology changes so much too that it's oh, like oh yeah you oh. can't really get you can't really get stagnant with anything. <coughs> no, because things change so fast. New devices, right. like I mean, I mean, granted, this you know when I started that that would have been a Nagra. He's pointing at the uh, oh, sorry, yeah. the Zoom <laughs> that we're recording with. Um, you know what I mean? Like it was tape to tape. You know, right, you're right, recording right. on tape, and like there was video, but it was like Betacam and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like that's what I used to carry on my shoulders as a news as a news <laughs> as a news uh, Betacam. Yeah, cranking wow. <laughs> away right next to you, tape just spinning. Uh, so what is what is something that you think surprised you professionally once you got into the business? It surprised me that I was able to stay in Charleston for this long. I tell you that much. I really, it's been hard to stay here. I think that and that's uh, but yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think that just since I've been in the business with you guys, like 
we've Charleston has kind of ebbed and flowed. You know what I mean? It it's always like, has a yeah. There's it's always a, a and, rise and dip, and right. like you're you're like you're just kind of riding it. Every out. time you get nervous, it someone calls like you to do a commercial or, or yeah, like, something something. As soon as you're about to get out, something pulls yeah, you, you right back in. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, I mean, surprised about working on set. It's just, I mean, it is overwhelming. Sure like, I will say, like, being able to work on rigging on my first big feature. Like, the notebook was a pretty big feature for, you know, or I, I felt like it was. And I feel it's like, like it was. I mean, I've also seen other, I guess... The first big, big set I ever saw was uh, was the Patriot. Like in '99, I got they shot that up in Rock Hill, and a buddy of mine was working on that, Jay Scott, and uh, hello, and Ben Hammock. Um, <laughs> we're both working on that up in Rock Hill, and I came up there because they needed back a ton of extras. And oh, were, were you an extra in the in the, in the I, Patriot? I showed up. Just this was just to see, like Jason was like, you're not going to dress out or anything, and so like I did one day is like just to see it, and he like I stood beside him because he was a PA, and yeah, 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 I got to see all this stuff just going on. I was like, holy cow! Like I didn't realize, yeah, how big of a scope of like I imagine that the Patriot being a period I mean, piece and stuff, is like yeah, it was just too, like right? you've got two hundred, three hundred people in all these costumes and you've got people on horses and like running up and down this giant hill i was just like holy cow this thing is immense i had no no clue that the scope of of movie making i guess so that was i guess that was like my first like big aha moment big like epiphany of like (laughs) wow holy shit right yeah like this is huge (laughs) like yeah so that's cool i I wish i could have been there i love that movie yeah. And I want to work on a period piece yeah. really bad because I want to just like, I feel like it's like working on a Western. Like, I feel like if I, I know, worked on a Western, I would, this Western, I would work a fl- I would wear a flannel every day. And like, you've been you throwing know? the Western vibe out. I got you. I want to do it. Let's do it. <laughs> so, in, in closing, do you have any advice for somebody who is studying film now that, uh, that you would like to give? Um, don't come out of school thinking that you're going to be a director. <laughs> or at least not anytime soon. I mean, learn that what they teach you in school is not necessarily how it's done in the real world. If you can go out there knowing the names of what things are called and what kind of what they do, I feel like you're better suited for success for like just walking on to a film set. But then again, like, I mean... If you write a film, you can come on and direct it if you can sell it. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? So it's like, that's an entry-level position. Directing can be an entry-level position. As long as you're a good enough writer. (laughs) As long as you're a good enough writer, (laughs) I guess. I don't know. So, I mean, I I guess my set, it depends. What are you you coming on on that set to do? Do the job you're coming to do. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? And if, if you're hired on to be the third grip or whatever be the third grip and wait till the key grip tells you something to do. Don't go in there going, Oh, I know how to do all this. stuff." Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we've, we've heard that before uh, on the yeah. podcast. It's like, don't try to be a know-it-all. 
Yeah, nobody. Yeah. Especially when you're coming straight out of school, you know. You got it's people like, well, who've been did, doing this. This is the way we did it in school. It's like that's not what yeah. they want to hear. <laughs> well, you also weren't being you. You were paying to do it that way. Now you're getting paid to do it this way. So, yep. Shut up and do it this way. <laughs> <laughs> Who's paying? Who hired you? That's what you got to remember. Who hired you? You're. How does that person want to do Somebody. Right. Exactly. So. What do you think? Uh, what do you think is your favorite set you've ever worked on, or worst favorite? You don't. I mean, you don't have to. Hmm. Favorite set. I will say that when you and I, when you brought me up to Wilmington to work on uh, the last couple of days of second unit from that Max Steel movie, yeah, I had a lot of fun. Good dude, that was a fun. <laughs> that, was a a fun that was a good time. I had a good time. I had a good time working on that show. I was working with Greg Magadal. Greg's great, and he's one of those dudes that I just. Always enjoyed working with. I mean, I, I there's the sets are what you make them. You right. know what I mean? Like it's all who you're working with. I've worked with some really good people in my life. It's like that's what I feel about my career more than anything. Is like I've worked with some like really talented people, some really funny people. Like Tim Rich is the guy who kind of like when I started on Army Wise, Tim and I worked together for years, right? Years, yeah. like pretty much. Most of the the run of that show, and he's one of those people. He's got a really wicked, funny personality that's just like all of a sudden you don't see it coming, and he just drops it on you. Right. So it's and you start laughing, and it's who it's who you're working with, and and like making the most of those twelve to fourteen right, right, right. hours. Hopefully that yeah. you're just there for twelve to fourteen. You got to find a way to just enjoy it. Yeah, and find <laughs> and you got to find it's because it's really like. That's the secret of it. It's just being around people that don't drive you crazy and like, or even when they are, it's not like that bad. You know right, what right, I mean? Right, like, right. You, you know, you can deal it, with the amount of crazy you, that they drive you. Right. Because so. that's, that's always, there's always a bit of, where all of us have a bit of crazy in us. Otherwise we wouldn't be doing any exactly. of this. Because, you know, most, most sane people are like, no, I want to get be a, off work by five and well, yeah, have exactly. dinner. And I, I want to have a life. <laughs> I want to dictate my life. No, no. Nah. Just follow the call sheet. <laughs> It'll tell you when you're done. That is your life. The call sheet is your the life. The call sheet is your <laughs> life. When you're when the when you sign sign on the dotted line. Um but no man, it's a, for somebody starting out, it is a good career to go into, but definitely go into it with your eyes wide open. It's not always gonna be glitz and glamour. It's like it's tough time. It's tough. It's hard, it's work. It right. it is definitely work. And as as one DP told me, Lloyd Ahern said, well, it's not always the movie business, it's the moving business that we're in because we're constantly moving. Right. You know, think about your day. How how sedentary is your day? Not sedentary at all. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you're running this battery, that battery, you're yep. changing this lens, you're going to that set, you're packing up into that truck to go mm-hmm. across town. I mean, so it's like we... Pack shit up and move it all the time. So it's like, it's... It's funny when you think about it that way, because if you're an extra, you probably see it the opposite way, because they just sit most of the day waiting for to be brought to <laughs> set. You know what I mean? They don't yeah, see well, the, us. Well, I mean, the, they see it, but... that's what, But it's like a pin, because they call it extras holding. So like, that, <laughs> it makes me think of cattle, because, and they also have cattle calls. So I don't know if it's all like this old Western ranch style mindset but behind the film business but it kind of like, is it kind of is they're they're but that's what's fun too when you think about it like 
you know, you think you know what the film industry is like, but then you know it from one perspective. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. And, like, I talked to Andy Bader about this. It's like, you know, he asked me, what would you, if you could do any other job mm-hmm. on set, what would you do? I said electrician because I want to learn yeah. you know, lighting and stuff. But he's like, you know, he want, he said maybe wardrobe because their whole world is so different. Mm. And their makeup and hair, like, their whole world is so different. Oh, I yeah, think it would be mind-blowing to me, like, as a camera assistant, going at four in the morning to meet with the makeup people and, like, watching what they do and watching their day. I think it would be an interesting experiment on set to, like, on a, on a long-run show to have one day out of the week where... everyone where, does everyone else's job? Well, no, but, like, one person <laughs> from each department goes to another department. Yeah. And, like, works in that department for a day. And it would probably make everyone appreciate that, You know other. what I mean? Like, I bet people would be like, whoa, this is what your day is like? And then other, you know, because that's the thing with all of us on set is like we all see the day from our point of view, and right. it's like, oh, who's going to leave this in my way, or who's going to yeah, do exactly. that, or like, you know, it's always what what are my pitfalls of the day going to be? So. Right, that's a really good point. Actually, I don't know. That might be a fun experiment. Just like on a show where everyone's established really well and everyone yeah, loves each like, other, and yeah. like they can trust it. Just like let's just do it one day. one one day, maybe a light day, or you know, yeah, on a stage day or something. Right. Yeah, that's a really good idea. Huh. We should we should pitch this to somebody. <laughs> Any like producers it. out there I listening? Like this is Nick and Will. They're putting this out there. <laughs> Call us. We'll we'll help set it up. That's how you build camaraderie. Yeah, but seriously, yeah, because like people would definitely be like, oh, they would get it. Yeah. So. Huh. All right. Well, Will Han, I think that's it. Thank you so much for letting me pick your brain today. Nick Brown, thanks for stopping by and. Uh, let me know if you if you have a season two and we can do this about something else later. We will definitely do it again. We'll talk about it after we make the Western. <laughs> yes. All right. Thanks, man. Bye. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of the Second Sticks Podcast. As always, you can contact me via email at the Second Sticks Podcast at gmail.com, Instagram at the Second Sticks Podcast, or Twitter at Second Sticks Pod. If you enjoyed the show, please leave me a five star review on iTunes and subscribe. Also, please share the podcast with your friends. Thanks.